Hi, this is Greg Warren, and you are listening to P.S. Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm P.F., and this is my tape recorder. Coming up, comedian Kostaki Economopoulos discusses a little bit of football, including the purchase of the Cleveland Browns by truck stop magnate Jimmy Haslam. And when I hear truck stop magnet, I immediately think of something that goes in the fridge that says, get her done. And speaking of football, we'll also discuss those great memes Kostaki has come up with. You might have seen them uh, featuring new slogans for all 32 NFL teams. They are hilarious. And we'll also find out what's going on with Kostaki in his career and personal life. Uh, also coming up, we're going to have uh, kind of a, a special edition of I Thought It Was Funny. We also are going to discuss the Chick-fil-A situation ad nauseum. In fact, I'm calling an audible here. Speaking of football, we're going to forego fake news and go right to the Chick-fil-A story with a special edition of its Facebook Not Fact Book. Last week I mentioned before we did the dumb bit that uh, some weeks it's very hard trying to find uh, a good subject for a dumb bit. And uh, of course this week I was blessed again. There was so much to talk about and uh, we're going to get right to it with kind of an extended version of... It's Facebook Not Fact Book. Yes, that's right, and we will be getting to the uh, me bashing of the Obama administration later on in the podcast, and you're looking forward to that. But in the meantime, uh, it's Facebook, not Factbook. Came across a couple of interesting things. Uh, I know you've seen these Your E-Card things on your Facebook there. Uh, they're usually kind of, a, it's an old-fashioned looking image, and then uh, it's got some kind of a, it's little pastel colors in the background, and it's kind of, I think it's in the font of Arial, maybe, if I know, if I'm recognizing my fonts correctly. And as some, you know, uh, usually funny observation about society or life or things that are going on. Well, one that was posted by a friend of mine from uh, high school says, uh, Someday I hope to be able to afford a new iPhone like the girl in front of me with the food stamps. And there's an image of a girl checking out uh, at, at the grocery store, presumably. And uh, I think this is one of those things that isn't really a thing. Uh, I tried to look up any kind of like evidence of this, you know, what you know, some kind of dem demographic perhaps of, uh, of people on assistance and whether or not they had iPhones, but of course no such study exists. In the course of that though, I came up with two different blog posts. One is by a pastor from Texas, a Unitarian pastor who works with poor people, and he pretty much says, you know, uh, I work with a lot of poor people and I have never seen a single one of them with an iPhone, and indeed the only iPhone he's ever seen is the one in his office, which is his. That's exhibit A of... It's Facebook, not Factbook. And also I found another blog post uh, about this from a lady named Hote Single Mama, and Hote is in like Terre Haute, maybe that's where she lives, I'm not sure. But anyway, she found a bunch of these memes that all pretty much say the same thing about, you know, if you're on food stamps, you're uh, a blood-sucking scumbag. She addresses the iPhone situation. Turns out she's in nursing school as a single mom. They uh, gave her an eye touch, and gave is in quotes because uh, that actually comes out of her tuition. That's part of what she has to pay for her schooling, and she's taking out student loans, so eventually she has to pay that back. Uh, invested in an iPhone instead only because she needed internet access everywhere so she could get the apps that she needs in the course of her nursing studies. Like I said, there's apparently several apps that go along with the course of study. Single mom, nursing student, will eventually have to pay back uh, the money that she uh, is borrowing to go to school. And uh, again, just exhibit A of... It's Facebook, not Factbook. All right, moving on to exhibit B. Uh, another guy that I know, he's a, uh, also a fellow open mic stand-up comedian, 
and the one he posted is a similar thing, pastel colors, aerial font, uh, you know, sketch of a person. And it says, I'm afraid of a world run by adults who were never spanked as kids and got trophies just for participating. First of all, I'm not sure I want to live in a world where people beat the shit out of their kids, okay? And, again, anecdotally, I think there is some merit to this, but I just don't think this is a thing. Because, okay, I have two girls, and they don't play sports. Well, they played sports one year. A fangirl played soccer, did not receive a trophy, did do dance for several years, and uh, did receive one trophy because her dance team won a competition. That was it. And uh, Lizzie wants to play basketball, and from what I understand, will not receive a trophy just for playing basketball from the league we're looking into. Okay. And I don't know if any of you recall this from high school. Uh, Fangirl is going to be in high school this year, so I really haven't had a whole lot of experience with high school since the 80s. But if you were on the varsity anything, okay, you got to wear one of those dumb jackets and you got a letter. Can you sense my bitterness here from <laughs> those dumb jackets? Because I never had one. Uh, you got to wear one of those dumb jackets with a letter on it. And, and if you're one of those people, please, no offense, even though I'm offending you. And I, even if you didn't play a down or, or, or uh, shoot a shot or anything, you still got that letter to put on your jacket. So that's a trophy for participating, if I'm not mistaken, right? Okay. PFWilson84 at gmail.com. Feel free to disagree with me, but I believe it's just another instance of... It's Facebook, not Factbook. Okay, now getting into the uh, deeper issue here. Part three of It's Facebook, Not Factbook. Uh, well, this isn't really directly related to it, but it kind of stemmed from it is the whole, uh, because I've been following it on Facebook, is the whole uh, Chick-fil-A ordeal. Now, I know you're probably sick to death of this whole thing, but it just fascinates me. I'm sure you know the details. Chick-fil-A boss Dan Cathy says his company supports the biblical definition of marriage, uh, i.e. dudes can't marry dudes, likewise chicks and chicks as it were, because, well, <laughs> God created Chick-fil-A, not chick and Chick-fil-A. Anyway, people protest, uh, so knuckleheads like former Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee and failed GOP presidential nominee Rick Santorum rushed to Chick-fil-A and Mr. Cathy's defense, cleverly disguising their bigotry as free speech. Hmm, well played, gentlemen. On Chick-fil-A's Facebook page, a discussion erupted, and suddenly a young lady named Abby Farley rushes to the chain's defense. Uh, the problem is she's not a real person. It's Facebook, not Factbook. I know you're probably tired of that too, but little Lizzie's just so cute when she says that. Anyway, yes, Abby had joined Facebook only eight hours earlier, and her image, uh, turns out, came from a stock photography site called Shutterstock, and she was almost immediately busted. Chick-fil-A now denies that they created a fake account. Uh, okay, but someone in PR or advertising sympathetic to the cause clearly did, because why else would you go to a stock photography site and buy that image that had to have been purchased? Because when you uh, take one of those pictures off a stock photography site, there's what's called a watermark on it, and unless you pay for it, uh, the watermark stays on there, and it says, you know, stock photography or property of Shutterstock or Getty Images or whoever uh, owns the image. So I asked a web designer uh, at my day job how hard it would be to get the so-called watermark off the stock image, and he said that would be very hard, especially since, uh, in this case, it crosses the girl's hair. So he said that would be a lot of work to try to get rid of that. So the image was clearly bought by someone who had a Shutterstock account. Most people that have a Shutterstock account are working in advertising or public relations or something like that. Okay, my wife, a social media professional, uh, very anti-Chick-fil-A at this point, doesn't believe they would actually go that far. Okay. Um, so this past Wednesday, people were urged to go to Chick-fil-A and support the chain in their hour of need. And not a moment too soon, when will the oppression of white Christian millionaires finally end in this country? 
Okay, well, many supporters uh, at Chick-fil-A there that were standing in those long lines, and they got a lot of people to show up uh, by gum. Uh, many of the supporters said that boycotting a fast food chain because it has a different opinion than yours is just crazy. Uh, yes, you, sir, on YouTube. How can I help you? Hi, I'm Pastor Bob Enyard of Denver Bible Church. I've been a Starbucks cardholder since 2008, and I'm joining the Dump Starbucks campaign because they are undermining the teaching of Jesus Christ. By their promotion of homosexual marriage, they're trying to undermine the Lord's teaching. That All right, thank you very much, Pastor Dan. Okay, here's the problem. All of those people lined up outside of Chick-fil-A, and they were. Uh, my wife said that they should have a new slogan, uh, millions and millions of bigots served. And she also wondered why people don't come together uh, for other issues of this magnitude, just for select ones. I thought that was pretty interesting. Anyway, most of the folks in line, decent people, I'm sure, but they were all duped into believing they were supporting free speech and or religious freedom when, in fact, they were supporting bigotry. That is all. Mr. Cathy said, in effect, I don't think a certain group of people should have the same rights as you because I think it's icky. To which Mr. Huckabee replied, if you agree, jam a delicious chicken sandwich into your grill. Again, God created Chick-fil-A, not Chick and Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Had to use that again, I'm sorry. Uh, by the way, um, I noticed this too, this is kind of funny, uh, funny aside. In all the criticism of Chick-fil-A, a few folks said uh, that day when they were criticizing the people showing up at Chick-fil-A uh, that their food is bad for your heart and it'll clog your arteries. But I don't think anybody said that the food sucked or it was bad. And indeed, many people lamented having to forego Chick-fil-A delicious products. And I'm not sure a lot of other fast food chains would have fared so well. I'm not naming names, but if this would have happened to another restaurant, I think we'd have seen a lot of, oh, well, their food sucks too. Okay, so that observation is aside. Um, all the folks standing outside the restaurant, in effect, uh, were saying in, in TV interviews and such that, uh, well, you know, he has a right to say what he said, even if I don't agree with it, I'm still going to eat there. But uh, And that is absolutely true. He has the right to say that. But if you showed up at Chick-fil-A on Wednesday, you weren't really standing up for that. You were standing up for the fact that he doesn't think people should have the same rights as you do. So look, you can call bigotry free speech all you want, and you can espouse your bigoted opinions if you desire, but it's still bigotry. All right, and this has been the extended dance remix of... It's Facebook, not Factbook. So Spocky Economopolis is the biggest name in comedy, but he's not so big that he won't appear on PS Tape Recorder. Here's our interview with Kostaki Economopolis. Okay, joining us on PS Tape Recorder, it's the biggest name in comedy, Kostaki Economopolis. Kostaki, how's it going? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. Now, for folks who listen to the No Huddle, my football podcast, uh, Kostaki's been on at least two or three times, but this is his first foray into PS tape recorder. So uh, it should be some good times, though. Speaking of football, I want to jump right into this, because um, if you follow Kostaki on Twitter or uh, are friends with him on Facebook or uh, a fan of his on Facebook, you've noticed he's doing these uh, pro football new slogans for NFL teams, and they are hilarious. And um, the Browns one was just spot on. Can you, you want to lay that one on us? <laughs> the Browns uh, just good enough to avoid a great draft pick. Yeah, awesome man. Yeah, um, to, to, sometimes the truth hurts the most. Yeah, and what's, we what's weird about these things is I saw the first couple of these, and of course the first thing you think is you think, okay, these these are good. There's probably a weak sister somewhere in the bunch. No, they're all just spot on, and some teams oh, are more than one. Oh, that's very kind, man. Yeah, and, I've, and I've been running them in clubs and rewriting them and trying again, and there were like five teams that really stumped me, and I took a whole nother swing and tried ah. to shore up the weaknesses. And some teams I ended up having like a few good ones. The, the yeah. Browns, actually. <laughs> yeah, there you go. What can Brown do for you? About four wins a season. 
See, the Browns ones seem to write themselves. Yeah. You know? That's funny that you should say that one because um, the beat reporter for the, uh, I think he's Akron Beacon Journal, Terry Pluto, uh, tweeted out that uh, the uh, uh, Pat Schmur, the Browns coach, assures that the, the, there's, there'll be no change in the Browns due to the change in ownership, but which I tweeted back, yeah, we'll win four games just fine, uh, no matter who the owner <laughs> That's is. That's funny. I can't believe they sold a, a billion dollars. A That's billion a dollars, yeah. 700 up front and 300, uh, I think, in four years. So Lerner will remain a minority owner. But uh, wow. Um, yeah. And he's a minority owner of the Steelers, right? The the new guy is. This, the, the new hem, guy, the, right. The Hempstead. The, yeah, but he has to sell that his share of the Steelers in order to take control of the Browns, obviously. So. Oh, is that true? I didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah. You have to. You can't own parts of two teams. They in say fact, there's no conflict of interest because uh, no one's interested in the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> this guy declared himself a thousand percent Steeler fan. That's he did what he said. four years ago. Yeah, yeah. And then okay, uh, well, a thousand percent. Well, he's not a thousand percent good at the concepts of mathematics. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's a truck stop magnate. Yes. I mean, he, right. The president and CEO of Flying J. And when I hear truck stop magnet, I immediately think of something that goes on the fridge that says, get her done. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think a truck, a truck stop magnet is a good match because the Browns have a tendency to drive uh, out of town in a truck in the middle of the night. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a bit of a history there. There you go. And the last time the Browns were good was in the CB era. No, not even then. <laughs> <laughs> not even then. Well, I guess. So we had the, the Bernie years were good. So now uh, the Bernie years. Yeah, that's, man, that should be the title of your of your book, the Bernie years. The, yeah, it should be. Yeah, I also uh, tweeted out to the Browns report. I think it was. I'm like, so who are we looking at in, in the draft this year when uh, when our quarterback? I don't even who our quarterback is now. They they're going to bench McCoy in favor of uh, Josh Whedon, I think. No, that's the yeah, guy that they, I think that's Buffy right. the Vampire Slayer. No, who am I think? Anyway, I'm not even following it that closely this year because it's and I. Um, I told this to somebody the other day, oh, for an interview for City Pages, um, Pete Lee, who's also a, a big football guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I uh, was telling him that, uh, and we discussed this on the football podcast, I maybe mentioned it to you, that, that the biggest thrill I've ever had as a, as a football fan is my fantasy team winning a championship. <laughs> yeah, I know. Me Greater too. than any Browns moment. That's so, funny. Yeah, I have the, I'm a Falcons fan, so I have the sure. same problem. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, at least you've gone to the Super Bowl, but didn't didn't get that extra push over the cliff, as they say, in Spinal Tap. Well, it was the opposite. It was one of those Elway years. They played, and, and they got murdered by yeah. the, the Broncos. Of, all, of all people. Yeah, right. Yeah. By the way, Colt McCoy says he wants to finish what he started in Cleveland. He wants to finish his career with three wins? Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what he wants to finish? That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious, what was the inspiration for this? Because that's one of those ideas where you look at it and go, God, oh, why didn't I think of that? Oh, that's, again, very kind for you to say. You know what? You know where it came from? Uh, I did a segment on Bob and Tom once that was, it was actually the last election cycle when there were about five or six uh, presidential candidates on each side of the aisle. Uh-huh. And I went through and I did, I did slogans for each one of them. Oh, okay. And, and it just clicked. And so I always kind of liked that premise. And then as the season was rolling around this year, I thought I wanted to build some memes and have them so that they could be possibly viral online. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's the perfect angle because there's about a month of not a lot of football news, but a lot of football excitement. You know, we're kind of just beginning that now. So I thought, all right, that's the perfect time of year. It's kind of before anything happens and every team has sort of excitement and sort of leftover 
concerns and it just felt like the right time to give it a whirl. So I like it. I think it's going to be an annual tradition. We'll see. So if uh, so if people go to Kostaki.com, uh, they can grab these and, and post them and share them with friends. And There are 32 memes that have been posted. There's one for each team and there's like a funny dig at each team, basically. Not yes. all of them are dig, but most of them are. <laughs> <laughs> the Bills. You think the climate's cold? Look at our Super Bowl record. Yeah. <laughs> so, so most of them are that kind of thing, where it's kind of fun if you're, you know, if you're a good sport about your own team, or if you hate the Bills because you're a Dolphins guy, you can of course grab that for there that reason too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, let me see. I just go with the Rams here. Rams. Dodge is suing us for hurting their Ram Tough slogan. Man, I mean, these are all just great. Um, <laughs> So what else is going on with you, man? I know you're big into the politics. What are you, what are you making of the, uh, of the election here? Well, I think, uh, I think it's hilarious that Mitt Romney oversaw the Winter Olympic Games in Salt Lake City. And now here's my question for him. How does he reconcile being against gay marriage but for the two-man luge? <laughs> uh, I submit to you the two-man luge is life's gayest activity. Two men in Lycra bouncing on top of each other on a sled trying to point their toes. That's yeah. uh, that's pretty gay. Um, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. I think it'll ultimately be a, you know, it's gonna it's gonna come down to whether or not the election, whether or not the economy improves. You know, I think because if it's taken up a little bit at that crucial time, then there'll be this sense of okay, Obama did save us from disaster. And if it's ticking down, then it's gonna be like, oh, he tried and failed at that. <laughs> yeah. Next guy, please. Yeah. It, well, I was trying to work up a joke. I haven't quite worked out how to do it, but you know, it, it, changing you know, a guy after uh, after three years, hey, it, it works great for you know baseball teams. And I needed an example of like someone who changes, or like for the Browns. They, they, there's, there you go, the Browns joke. <laughs> it's worked, worked well, great for right. the Browns. You, you get a new coach, and you and you don't win. You get yeah. a new coach again. That's you know, it's kind of what what we end up doing. Yeah. The economy's so bad. Here's a joke that I love. That's funnier on right, you know, on paper than it is on stage. Yeah. <laughs> They, they say history repeats itself. I think we're in the Baroque period. We're just pronouncing it differently this time. Huh. So, I, you know. That's I, nice. I, I have to think about that one. Yeah, I always try to write these kind of jokes, and some of them really land, and some of them never land, and, you know, that one's somewhere in between. So. Well, I'm anxious for the debates. I think um, the Romney attack ads have been more effective only because – you know, we had the we talked about this on the show last week. I did a bit about it about how they took the uh, if you have a business you didn't build that, and then Romney or uh, Obama comes back and tries to say, oh, those words are taken out of context. Well, that just sounds like bullshit. Whenever anybody right. says, oh, it's taken out of context, you know, this sounds like, oh yeah, right. But I mean, he really was. If you, if you remove right. the whole part of the guy's sentence, you're being taken out of context. So, right. That but, one really is out of context, and it's weird how much that sort of caught on. Like people oh, really yeah. connect. Oh, and still, idea. yeah, they they really they love it, and uh, even though Romney said pretty much this, Romney said the same thing that Barack Obama is accused of saying, but didn't really say at the, right. at the Salt Lake City Olympics, <laughs> which is just insane. I think and his the, and so many of the things are, you know, Romney essentially agrees with Obama, but is running away from that position, right? At every turn, yeah, on uh, on everything, yeah. And there's there's, there's a, a position, no side of an issue he he doesn't like. Um, <laughs> I think the debates are going to be like uh, you know the, the the fourth quarter for for Romney you know he's gonna or for Obama he's gonna you know I'm getting them mixed up already because really like Jimmy Dore says Obama is really governed like a nice Republican basically <laughs> but um but I think the debates are really going to be where he's really going to be able to you know 
move the ball down the field and you know maybe uh, you know pile up the score a little bit. Because I, I hope you're right. I just I don't think. Right. Um, I mean, he was so he was so horrible in the Republican debates. He was just helped by the fact that you know he was going up against people like Michelle Bachman and Rick Perry. Right. Good grief. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I don't know if you saw. Obama said uh, he was talking to one of the Eagles players, and he said he wants Vic to slide. And uh, apparently he had the same advice for his own approval ratings. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the other line that I liked that I couldn't get to work on stage was, Obama wants Mike Vick to slide, and I want Obama to quit sliding on foreign wars, on financial bullshit, corporate influence. <laughs> Transparency. <laughs> that was more of an interesting point than a joke. Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes you got to. You got to work those <laughs> in there. Um, so what else are you up to, man? I have a daughter who's three, and I'm chasing her yes. around. And uh, I had a really cushy summer. I went to Greece with my kid and my mom and my brother, and uh, that was awesome. I have a new girlfriend, which I'm thrilled about. Um, yeah, I've, for those of you who don't know, I've been single for two and a half years. I did not know that. Uh, yeah, and uh, so, yeah, so just to <laughs> not to be taken out of context, yeah. I have a daughter and a new girlfriend. That sounds schmucky. <laughs> what does your so, wife think about that? Yeah, my uh, the mother of my child and I live about 150 yards apart, and uh, we we were doing a pretty good job of co-parenting and sharing okay. the time back and forth. And so I've been kind of single and lonely, and not yeah. too upset about being single because it was a nice change of pace from before. And hmm. I really wasn't looking for anything, and uh, I totally fell head over heels in love. So I'm enjoying that. Wow, love comes quickly as the Pet Shop Boys once. Oh man, it's so, so fun and blissful and yet it's complicated my life with the other parts of my life dramatically. Yeah, it, it so, sounds like it. Yin and yang I'm in the middle of facing. But uh, providing some material I assume? Yeah I'm getting there with it. I've got cool. uh, I'm working on some stuff tonight that's sort of half-baked about some of my feelings about you know this complicated scenario and jealousy and you know it's, yeah, yeah. This, this is the bed I made. I've got a lie in it. I've created a very complicated situation for myself. <laughs> Do you find that like once you get going, like with this meme thing, like you were kind of cranking these things out, so you're, you're you were in gear. Do you do you find stuff comes faster, uh, or do you sometimes need to take a break because it's just you're you're too focused on trying to you know create comedy? Well, that's a good question. I, for me, it's so it, it's a little bit like that. You know, it, it takes ten years to make an overnight sensation. Those memes were a long time in, in the in the oven. You know, it took a while for those to cook up. And actually, in terms of the technical side, my girlfriend is a super web maven and helped me put them all together. And when uh, I say okay. help, I mean I told her the jokes and she built them for me. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> um, cool. But in terms of the writing, it was I was really, I was running those jokes in clubs and rewriting. I had some buddies send ideas. And I, I worked with my friend Tom, who's been my co-writer on the Econo Monologue for years. And some of those great lines are from Tom, and you know it's oh, okay. it's a lot of work. It's uh it's like any comedy situation. You, you know, Billy Crystal said it's like panning for gold. You you work yeah. all day to get this tiny little fleck. So that's the nature of all of these things. Sometimes they come in bursts of like you know you end up having a few really funny things that seem to fall in your lap, and sometimes it's staring in a blank page for a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> Will uh, people you, hear some alternate uh, memes maybe uh, on stage or? Uh, it, it... Yeah, I've got, you know, there's several of uh, some of these teams, you know, it was hard to pick only one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then some teams like, you know, and the Patriots ended up really being challenging for me to write a joke about. Teams that are good are hard. Are yes, harder I, was gonna, to I would say, yeah, yeah. 
Unless they have, you know, like, well, how about the Steelers? I mean, the Steelers are, have been good, of course, as unfortunately I know. But they also have a lot of drama around them, so. Right. So that one is is another comedy rule where you try not to write the rape joke because it's the obvious oh, yeah, choice. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, like any of these, I struggle. I had a, you know, the Seahawks, the original one was uh, the only thing sleepless in Seattle are the coaches. Huh. You know, and then actually my girlfriend said, yeah, that's kind of the tired angle about Seattle. And I was like, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so like any comedy writer, you're constantly, is this clear enough? Is this too mean? Is this too dirty? Is yeah. this too tired? Is this, I, I just struggle with that all the time. I'm actually working on some jokes about the girlfriend. And some of those are their conversations that we've had about sex and so they fit all of the other things. They're real and they're honest and they're revealing and they're human and it's funny, but it's like kind of filthy and kind of an embarrassing subject. Hmm. So that's a new one for me to try to yeah, struggle. Yeah, I was going to say. That, uh... Where that line is and if that okay and is that too harsh for the crowd and is it something I really want to re- reveal about myself? Yeah. And... Oh, it's something for the folks to look forward to here coming up that are going to be seeing you live. So. <laughs> I'll be writing those jokes this weekend to see if they have resonance. We'll see. You know, it's it's a constant struggle and it's a joy. It's the nature of comedy writing. You can't yes. believe how hard it is and how fun it is at the same time. So. Absolutely. All right, Superman. Uh, well, this, like, as always, this will uh, this will probably drop on Sunday, uh, podcast wise, and the print portion will be in City Pages uh, the week you are in Minneapolis. That's great. Are awesome. you around at all? No, I'm in Cincinnati. Of course. That's right. I always forget yeah. this. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It, it always weirds people out. that I've been to Minneapolis once for an hour in their airport, although I was invited to be one of the judges of their um, of their uh, the uh, open mic uh, stand-up comedy oh, competition. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but I have to, it's $300 for a plane ticket to get there, so we're trying to work <laughs> that out. But I was very flattered that uh, they wanted me to come up to do that. When you said once in the Minneapolis airport, it said you were once invited. I thought there was some foot tapping in a bathroom stall. No, 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 nothing like that. <clears throat> That's a reference that's getting old as hell. It is, but I, I enjoyed that. Very well, well played, <laughs> sir. All right. Well, um, okay. Well, uh, when you get down to Cincinnati, we'll definitely come out and see you. Absolutely. And, I'll uh, get there again. I love I'll, that place. And I'll bug you again in a, in a couple of months to be on the uh, No Huddle. I'm flattered. Yeah, awesome. let me know. We'll do it, man. Thanks we'll so it. much. All right. Thanks, Kostaki. All right. See you. Bye-bye. And thanks again to Kostaki for joining us on PF's Tape Recorder. Kostaki is in Minneapolis August 14th through August 18th, and then August 22nd through August 26th in Edmonton, Alberta, and then September 13th through September 15th in Indianapolis at Morty's Comedy Joint. And for more dates, you can go to kostaki.com. As always, go to pfradio.podbean.com for all the relevant links to today's episode. Now it's time for a quick edition of uh, I Thought It Was Funny. And uh, this one is actually not ha-ha funny. It's more like kind of alarming funny. I uh, was speaking to my father-in-law a couple of weeks ago. He's, uh, he's a Republican. At least since 80, he's gone Republican and right down the ticket. And uh, the, the twist is, though, he's uh, actually an environmentalist as well. He uh, loves the, the turtles. He's got a huge tropical fish tank. And uh, we were at the beach down there in Florida. I caught a fish in a net showing it to him and saying, what, what kind of fish is it? It looks kind of weird. And he said, that's called a blemmy. And they are usually found in more tropical climates. It is unusual, even in the middle of summer, for them to be uh, turning up in northeastern Florida. 
And then later on, he says that uh, he's upset that um, the, a research station down in Miami is in danger of closing. Well, let me tell you what the research uh, uh, station does here. Uh, NPR? The U.S. built it 25 years ago. It's hosted astronauts training for weightless missions in space. It's also hosted marine biologists studying endangered coral reefs. And the biggest danger to coral reefs, by the way, is global warming. So anyway, my father-in-law says, you know, President Obama cut funding to that, and and I'm really upset about that. And I thought, well, you know, that sounds like something Congress probably did, which is, you know, as we know, run by the Republicans. Um, but... After some years of declining budgets, the Obama administration eliminated funding for the base. Uh, yeah, and speaking of your base, President Obama, why would you do something that would uh, so upset your base, which has, you know, a lot of environmental and uh, green-minded folks in it? So I just thought, you know, that was very, very weird. And uh, the Republican congressman down there, of course, is fighting for funding, but I don't think any of his colleagues in Congress are, uh, are really going to push very hard to reverse that because, you know, they enjoy that kind of thing. But that's really weird. The White House would just go ahead and say, yeah, they, they screw that. Global warming, that, uh, it's not important. I thought it was funny, but not in a ha-ha kind of way. Okay, and that's going to do it. Uh, like PF Tape Recorder on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at PF66. Uh, logo designed by Dan Coble. Follow him at Tigerdactyl on Twitter. Music composed and performed by John Bropolis and Doug O'Connor with a little help from me. We're up against the clock, but so long, and thanks for listening.